Hey everybody. What's going on? I'm Ralph. I'm Dave. And you're listening to Giraffes Have Black Tongues and we got some special guests with us today. We have Mary Zaklanovich. Hey guys. And we have Richard. Hey everybody. Listen to that sweet baby voice. Alright, so <laughs> we're going to do some sponsors and get those out the way real quick. First things first, the person that makes our voices sound slightly less crappy, Donald Lewandowski. You have any kind of music, sound, video, or anything that needs edited and you don't know how to do it, go to DonaldLevandowski.com. That's DonaldLevandowski.com, and he will make your voice purr like a walrus. Second thing is, if you have anywhere to go for niche board games or you want to do any kind of Magic the Gathering business, go to Full Group Games, 121 East Market Street in Akron, Ohio. That's 121 East Market Street, Full Group Games. It has all your nerd needs, and it is a nerd Valhalla. Oh, yeah. oh, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's games. It's, it's, our, heaven. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no it. longer a nerd heaven. It's a nerd Valhalla. Shit. We'll have our special guest do a shout out to our beautiful music here. Oh, yeah? What's that sweet sweet SoundCloud we've been listening to? Yeah, uh, the theme song for the podcast is from Daniel Burbank. You can listen to his music on SoundCloud.com/slash Daniel Burbank or find his Bandcamp at DanielBurbank.Bandcamp.com. All right, sounds good. So, how's everybody doing since we last got together? Pretty good. Good. It's been so long. It, I I know, guys. It's crazy. Yeah, it's you I, know we've it's... been through a lot. Well, first thing we want to talk about here: the reason we have Richard on is because I learned that there's a big difference between Full Metal Alchemist and the anime. So we're having Richard on so he can tell us a little bit about that. So, what do you know about the differences between Full Metal Alchemist and the anime? Yeah, it's, it's sort of like uh, Full Metal Alchemist's anime is the difference between Full Metal Alchemist's Brotherhood, where Brotherhood came out well after the manga had finished, and is pretty much one for one with the manga, whereas the original Full Metal Alchemist anime had to deviate really early on because there was not nearly enough material to do an entire story based off of that, and... Uh, Soul Eater has a lot of those same flaws within the anime in co- in comparison to the manga. And maybe one day we'll get a Soul Eater Brotherhood, but you never know. <laughs> For those of us not familiar with Soul Eater, what's, what's that story of? That's a good question, Rich. You want to break down the plot of Soul Eater? Alright, you watch Boku no Hero, right? No, not well oh. versed in anime. My Hero Academia is what it's okay, called okay, in yes, America. The, I, I knew mean, you did. Yeah, I'm both I knew that. you did. Okay. So think of the concept, because Japanese, a lot of these Japanese things focus on teenagers and school culture because that's a big thing. And then once you become an adult, you just go and work. And that, that's the idea. Anyways, yeah, I'm, like, de- I'm deviating. Like, oh, topic, well, it's, but, a, it's an important topic because apparently in their news and culture, it's all about teenagers. Because like you said, when you're an adult, you work. You work and you die. That's... Very sad, but that is the Japanese culture, but, uh, unfortunately. But uh, just to set it up, it's a school for training meisters and weapons. It's called DWMA. And a meister is somebody that harnesses the power of their soul to wield weapons, which are also people, and they, they're they called weapons, right? Yeah. They're just weapons. There. I've just been playing weapons. so much Xenobrae Chronicles 2, and they call them blades, and it's kind of the same thing where they're weapons, but they call them blades. Just mixing it all up in my head. But uh, yeah, the weapons are also people and they transform into different weapons. And then the Meisters at a young age make relationships with the people, the weapons, and then they go out and they're trying to collect 99 human souls of 
bad people and one witch's soul which a witches are just powerful magic users in that world and when they do that they become can become one of death's weapons and the head of the academy is the shinigami himself which is essentially the equivalent of the grim reaper and uh Strongest person in that group is probably a, a young kid named Blackstar, and he's a pain listen, in the ass, and he's overconfident listen, and cocky. Blackstar is my boy. I, lo- I mean, I love Blackstar. He's the strongest. Yeah, well, Blackstar but... is legitimately a warrior god. Yeah, <laughs> so. but uh, he's just an overconfident kid who like is really good at what he does, but fucks up constantly because he's so full of himself. But yeah. when he does, when he does shit right, fuck does he do shit right? Like. He's just so much more advanced than they right. are, but because he's so young, mm-hmm. he's not taken as seriously because he fucks up all the time. It's just little things like that they have to overcome yeah. or death well, the kid. Well, you know, we're not going to get into everybody, but... Well, I mean, let's we can touch on those real quick because yeah. death the kid's a Shinigami too. He's the Shinigami's son, so... His dad, yeah, so his dad's the headmaster at the school, but death the kid has like a very unique problem. He has OCD, so if something's not fully symmetrical, he can't do anything. He freaks out yeah. about it. He has, this, like, a problem. Is this the one you had mentioned to me the one time um, where they had light from Death Note? As like no, oh, no. no, 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 no. Oh, we'll get into that. that. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. That's a different anime. But, yeah, like, it's so bad to the point where he's a great, he's super strong, and he has these two guns, and they're two girls. Their names are Liz and Patty. Those are his weapons. They become, like, two guns. But he's super strong, but if anything's, like, not symmetrical, he literally, like, has a panic attack and is curled up on a ball on the floor. Even when he's at his strongest in the manga, like, he still has that issue. But his whole thing is he starts to go out to create a new order, and I, we'll get into that in a bit. It's mm. It's a whole thing. Okay, so... When does it really... Give them the, like, story and when does it deviate? Alright, so it's been so long since I've watched the anime. And to go back on this... and we I can back you up as yeah, you go. Yeah, we, we've talked about this too, though. Is that we... I mean, I originally got in through the anime. I watched the anime. And then I read... Uh, me and my... My ex and I, rather, had started reading the manga. And I had read up through past the Baba Yaga Castle portion. But before... Anything that had to do with Ebon or the moon was a thing. So I'm aware that during the whole, um, the what's the tornado thing called? Brew. Brew, yeah. yeah. The whole entire battle for Brew is where it starts deviating in the anime from the manga. Because uh, if I remember correctly, in the anime, Arachne basically gets her shit bent in by... Uh, Asura, the Kishin, which the Kishin's just this real bad dude. That's the real bad dude I was talking about. He's uh, he's like the first real like demon sort That's, of idea. Yeah. yeah, that just being around him can make you go mentally insane yeah. because his, he's his so whole crazy. Thing was he's so paranoid and scared of everything that he drove himself mad, and there's just this madness that seeps from him, and the the uh. There's a character trying to harness that madness. So they make their weapons out of bad people's souls. So are they heroes? Are they anti-heroes? So the Shinigami dictates what kind of souls that they can take. So the Shinigami only allows them to harvest the souls of people that are actually causing bad things to happen in the world. So bad people's souls and witches that 
are out there in the world because we're perceived to imagine witches are bad people because they're destructive forces. So they're technically heroes. You kind of get into that morality thing, but it's not ever a huge issue because we're supposed, you're basically made to believe that the people that they are hunting down are bad. And we really don't even get into that too much more. We're just given the idea that it's remedial assignments. They go out and they just do this on their free time. Mm -hmm. We kind of deal with it in the beginning. We like the first thing is like soul and Maka, which soul Soul Eater Evans, who the manga is named after, is a scythe weapon as Meister's uh, Maka Alburn. Yeah, and mm. Soul literally has the ability to become a giant scythe, and that's what she uses is mm-hmm. him when he becomes a giant scythe. But the reason why they have to work together is because if they're out of balance, if she tries to touch him because their souls aren't balanced well, he becomes hot to the touch and she can't touch him. Bas- yeah, basically, as you could probably imagine, with talking about souls a lot being able to connect on a certain wavelength with each other is a very important aspect so bonding and friendships and things like that are very important to the entire plot line but yeah it's around the battle for brew they do the whole mosquito fight and death the kid sees ebon in the past visions and then arachne gets done in by Asura, and they go into the big fight. And The clown's still in the anime, right? They go to the factory, and the clown's there. Yeah. So that part's still in, but I think they redo that in a way that's not the same as in the manga, and I'm really touch and go on the anime after the battle for Brew. I really am. I just remember so, the bullshit they pull with Maka. So, so basically after that, the Kishin and... Uh, arachne are working together and she's basically just keeping him in this like bed trying to like make him think that everything's comforting as long as she's around him I, I and she's like manipulating the madness energy he gives off to make everybody else around around him insane that's how crazy he is and like he's such an insane dude that like just like his aura makes people crazy but he was so strong that the grim reaper had to kill him and then wrap him in a prison made out of his own skin he can't even kill him yeah he is so strong and like his whole entire all of his powers are based so much in fear you can't eliminate fear fear is a thing that's always going to exist so as long as fear exists in the world the kishin will exist well that kishin in particular and a kishin just to clarify is somebody who gathers so many good souls that they just basically overwhelm themselves in power and they become this entity that's beyond, like, comprehension. We'll say like that. But yeah, it's basically what Ralph said. The Shinigami had to tear the skin off of Asura and make a bag out of it to seal him away in. And it's and the thing is, the Shinigami is like a really, really cutesy... Uh, Oh, he's adorable, Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's this cutesy uh, comedy relief character, but in flashbacks, he's this badass. And he just, <laughs> and he even, he comments on it, and he's like, yeah, I kind of had to change my image when I started the school, because I made everybody cry. Like, scaring the <laughs> shit out of little kids, because he yeah. just looks so horrifying. Yeah. So he makes himself look, fantastic. like, absolutely adorable in the, like, comics and but, stuff. But, yeah, so the anime, though, he ends up stabbing Arachne in the back, and then he does the little bubble thing, and they get into the final battle, right? 
Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they get into the final battle. And they do this bullshit thing where Maka's actually a scythe weapon, too, or some shit. That's all bullshit. But you can explain how that all caps off since you're more... I guess come to find out that because her father was a weapon and her mother was a meister, that she's also part weapon. So she's also a scythe on top of being able to wield a scythe, which is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Mm. She finds out when she gets knocked unconscious and her body starts reacting on its own to attacking the Keishin because she almost died during the fight. So what happens after they beat him? Because when they beat the Keishin, the anime's over. Okay. And that's so where... let's talk, Ralph. That's where I don't know what goes on after Now, that. I don't want to waste the entire episode on this because we no. have some other stuff to talk about. We have time, let, let, me, let me give you a crash course on how the manga goes. So after the battle for Brew... We, Which, by the way, that's where it starts to separate. Yeah. Medusa's still the kid in the anime, right? She takes over yeah, the kid's body. Yeah, she steals body. that kid's body. Does BJ ever come in in the anime? Is I don't there, know who No, no, he doesn't. Because, okay. Is he the monk with the... No, no, okay. no, no, no. BJ is a special investigator. And he comes in because they think there's a traitor within their midst. Or something along those lines. Like somebody's causing Stein's madness to rise up. But let me backtrack a little bit. So, well, uh, explain to him who Stein is. Oh yeah, Stein is a meister. Uh, he, uh, He's the best meister whoever was. whoever exists. Yeah. Is the idea. He's an old academy student. His, his like special ability is, is that because his soul is so relaxed, he can bond with anybody and, and, and use any weapon. And he's capable of ex- actually attacking with his own soul wavelength, so he doesn't need he a doesn't weapon. He doesn't need a weapon, he can just hit you with some soul But business. he's even stronger yeah, with a weapon. Also, I want to point out that Blackstar can do this too, but he does it shittily. That's why he's so oh, he, badass. Blackstar's probably stronger than Stein by the end of the manga. Yeah. I'm not kidding. No, I believe Black Star is the strongest character <laughs> in the entire universe. So, after the battle for Brew, uh, Medusa allows herself to get caught by the DWMA. Uh, if you can say in relation to who Medusa is. Right. I've, so, Medusa, if we can... We're going to be doing a lot of this. No, it's okay. No, we it's fine. So Medusa is the first antagonist, and she is a one of the Gorgon sisters, the other Gorgon sister being Arachne. And she, her goal was to experiment with the black blood, which the black blood is an essence of madness, essentially, which is a direct like thing that came from the Kishin. He, he makes people mad, and... So she used her own child to experiment with this black blood, get, make some like super tough, super strong, indestructible because he can solidify his blood. Yeah, so if this kid gets hit with anything, <clears throat> his blood automatically gets hardened and he can turn his blood into mm-hmm. a weapon. So he and, starts and, well, bleeding. Actually, let me. The black blood was melted down with the demon blade Ragnarok, and Ragnarok is this dick that. Boils it down with this weapon, injects it into her son. So her son is this weird fusion of a weapon and this madness blood fueling through him. And it's like a meister, but with a weapon that's based off all your insecurities and doubts. Yeah. And so the weapon's not a person. It's just this guy that. Terrible. It's just oh. yeah, yeah. It's it sucks. He, it is terrible. He he is the most. He is so identifiable as a character because every time he does something. His yeah. weapon comes out and from his back. It's just this guy yeah. that looks like Deadpool. And his name is, he, the name is Krona. Because his name it's going to come back up. 
By the way, his name is Krona. He dresses like a girl because he has like weird gender issues, but he's That's not, gender I, issues aren't weird. Well, he has he, ha- he has like some mistake mistaken identities. That's not, I don't even think it's a Krona thing. I just think that that's what he's given to dress in. That's never clarified. Never clarified. They I don't clarify the artist, it. I think the artist did it on purpose to have an ambiguously gendered character. Yeah. For example, <coughs> but, if the, if he gets sent to do something and he fails. The weapon comes out, comes out through his back. It doesn't look gross. It just comes out and it starts punching him in the face. And he's like, you're such a piece of shit. Why did you fail this? And And, he's like, stop hitting me. And she's feeding him all these good souls to turn him into the next Keishin. And so when you first see Ragnarok, he's like, big buff motherfucker like this coming out of Krona's back. And Krona's just this really long, slender, little lanky kid. But then later on, Ragnarok's like this big because they took all the souls away. But I'm, I digress. So her whole idea was she was experimenting with the black blood on her son. And then she, uh, she black, doesn't even blackmail. She just finds a way to trick other witches to help her into resurrecting the original Keishin, Asura. And she puts the black blood into him. And she gets resurrected, but she dies during the resurrection. Dies. She gets killed by Stein. And uh, one of Death's weapons, which was is Death Scythe, mm-hmm. spirits, which is Maka, the main girl character's father. He's his, a Death his, Scythe. Yeah, his, his name's Spirit, but we just call him Death Scythe. <laughs> so Medusa, and still in child form, turns herself into the DWMA, and she says, "I want to make a deal." And her deal is that she will give the DWMA all the information they require on the Baba Yaga and so on and so forth. Because at this time, the DWMA thinks that uh, Arachne has brew. And brew is this weapon that, at the time, we don't really know what it does. It's just whoever wants to create the Tempest may do so. But it's just this real powerful art. Uh, little things you miss in between is that that same kid <coughs> that had those issues with the Ragnarok, he ends up becoming their friends and fighting alongside them. Until, so now they have this like sweet-ass partner on their team. Until Medusa convinces him to leave because something bad is going to happen and she wants him back. So, he disappears again. He's, like, friends with them for two seconds and then disappears. And Krona's missing. But she comes in and she's like, yeah, I'll give you all the information on infiltrating Baba Yaga and blah, 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 blah. Also, I have the real brew. And Medusa had stolen brew. She's the one that has it. Brew is an artifact that is a device that when it unlocks, it becomes anything you can physically imagine whether it's a weapon that shoots dicks or a fucking anything, anything you, your mind's eye can so, imagine, it becomes. Oh, it could become a giant fucking so, Megazord if you want right, it to. So that is Brew in the anime. Yeah, Brew in the manga. At this time, it's just described as something that whoever wants to create the Tempest can do so with Brew. <laughs> it's just this real. It's the most powerful artifact of Ebon's artifacts. Ebon's is some sorcerer we know nothing about. Well, yeah, you don't know shit about him. He just made Brew <coughs> because he wanted to bring his wife back because he loved his wife. But Brew didn't bring it back, so he, he failed in vain. If they can make anything you can imagine, why could it not? resurrect a version of her or make like a that's what he that's what he's hoping well for. anyways that's an anime thing. that's an anime thing that's yeah. the that's the only story we have so that's what i'm gonna right. give you so but in the manga so she gives him brew and then she says i'll give you all the information on baba yaga i have informants inside of baba yaga 
The only stipulation is I want to lead the operation into Baba Yaga Castle and take out Arachne. So DWMA sends out their little student squad because also uh, Kim and uh, Kim... Do we ever get into Kim being a witch in the anime? I no. don't think so. See, that's a whole nother thing. <clears throat> so Kim is one of the DWMA students. Uh, I can't remember the name of her weapon for the life of me. It starts with a J. But she's the one that uh-huh. has the lantern. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. And she, she the lantern can turn into a broom tree flies around. She was doing the smoke signals during brew. Okay. All right. Uh, if I remember the girl's name, the other girl's name, I'll let you know. But she, they find out she's a witch. She runs away because she thinks they're going to throw her in jail or something. So it's Ox, it's Killick, and then the three main characters, Maka, Black Star, Death the Kid, are all on this operation with Medusa to go inside a Baba Yaga castle and destroy Baba Yaga castle and defeat Arachne. And essentially it all goes through fine ox who has a huge crush on uh kim you know who ox is no all right ox is the kid with swirly glasses oh and the pointy hair that's fine lance they really flesh out these characters that's why i'm asking no that's fine okay so now moving forward they they go in and they kick arachne's ass okay and this is where they meet up with the quiche and they start beating the quiche or that does not happen arachne has nothing to do with the quiche at the moment arachne spends her time during this arc getting back into full potential and she's trying to harness the madness she's trying to become the madness she ultimately does become the madness and they unlock all the locks on the castle and they get inside of her chamber room and she's based she's left her body her spirit became one with the madness and she's just the essence of darkness in this room and it's maka soul and medusa in the room arachne's lifeless body and medusa goes to start the fight and medusa gets her shit slammed and just thrown to the side and soul and maka Soul's whole thing throughout the entire manga is that he is learning to harness the madness. He got black blood within his system with a fight with Krona. And he learns that he can harness Arachne's webs to send out a resonance to stop the madness from taking over. And then they hit a new wavelength. It's called Devil Hunt Slash or something like that. Not Witch Hunt Slash. They kill Arachne. Medusa takes over Arachne's old body. So Medusa's back in a threat again. And one of Death's weapons, and it's Meister from South America or Africa. I don't, it might have been the African one show up, and she she bails. And I know I'm probably losing you at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. No, at, at this point, <laughs> it's a totally... At this point, it's a totally different animal. Yeah. I couldn't tell from the reflection in his glasses, but... He does this. It's fine. But no, he wasn't. He was looking at me. Oh, I was just afraid I was losing. He was just looked real casual and like laid back. Yeah, but so no, this is these these so, allegations it, I told you about in the last episode. Right, them mm-hmm. just saying I'm falling asleep. But no, so Rumors. now that I've gotten that out of the way, because that's a big point, is that Asura has nothing to do with this. In the meantime, Death the Kid meets a guy named Ebon inside of Baba Yaga Castle. Turns out there's a guy going by the name Ivan, who has the book, the actual book of Ivan, and it's not actually Ivan. It's this guy that goes by the name of Noah. Death the Kid gets captured by Noah, 
who has the Book of Ebon, going by the name of Ebon. I know I just repeated myself, but it's important to note that. Because we never even find out anything about fucking Ebon. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Yeah, he, well, my, my anime adventure's over at this point. Well, so. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, this Noah guy captures Death the Kid. He's like, you're a Shinigami, I want you as part of my collection. The Book of Ebon's just a collection of things that this guy wants. And he's trying to harness, he's just trying to capture everything for himself. And that's all he cares about. And he bails. He bails before Arachne's killed. And then, uh, so Death the Kid's taken hostage. They kill Arachne, they go back. And then there's like a little bit of a brief interlude where everybody's trying to go back to normal. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Soul becomes... And when he says go back to normal, you gotta remember, these are still children. Yeah. And they deal with adult situations and yeah. like, they barely get a chance to be kids sometimes. Like, right. there's a part in the anime where they get a chance to play basketball and that's a very simplistic thing because they all they mm -hmm. never get a chance that's to just actually this part right here is they're playing actually no yeah there is that one i know the one you're talking about but that's what they're doing is they're like playing a sports or something yeah they're just, like, they're, they're just, just they just they just want to do something normal for once but yeah um what was i gonna say though so i'm gonna try and do a crash course on this because really, I could take up another hour of your time. <laughs> yeah, just just give them the gist. That's fine. So, from there, you get your little interlude. Death um, soul becomes a death weapon. In the meantime, he gets his 99th human soul, and then he eats Arachne's soul. So he becomes the newest death weapon. He has some of the Arachne powers from being that. He's still basically able to use the webs to connect with multiple people and use the wavelengths and stuff. But then they're training, like, Patty and Liz to work on their own. And while Death the Kid's missing. Then they, they've they got people hunting Maka down now that she wields a death weapon. And she's also has powerful soul resonance, which allows her to pinpoint anybody on a map at this point. And here's what sucks about Death the Kid. They come to this in the anime. I don't know if it's true in the manga. But his weapons need to eat just as many souls as he does. So well, he doesn't eat souls. Weapons eat yeah. souls. So, so he would he, have to have 200. Right. Well, he's just trying to have his own death weapon because he's a Shinigami. But yeah. anyway. So yeah, Maka has this powerful soul resonance and she has a death weapon. So now she's got people coming after her trying to kill her. Which really only happens once, but they like allude to the fact that she's a target for witches and other bad people. Because she can pinpoint anybody with just her fucking wavelength. They only go through it once. But then they go through this whole thing where they're like, okay, we need to get Death the Kid back. They cooperate with some witches. Like, they get Eureka Frog, you know, the one that hangs out with Medusa, in on it because they capture her. Like, oh, Black Star runs into Krona again. Krona's fucking nuts. Like, insane. Like, he's got five arms growing out of his back. I'm sorry, it's more like three arms growing out of his back. But That's fine. Yeah, but I exaggerate sometimes. And then he captures Eureka Frog. They use Eureka and a bunch of other witches to create the circle that get them inside the Book of Ebon. Um, they're traveling through. The Book of Ebon is in seven different chapters. They're all based off of the different seven deadly sins. And then there's a secret chapter at the end, which is harnesses a great old one. We find out the great old ones are like this one mysterious one in the back of the Book of Ebon. Shinigami is a great old one. Um, Ebon's one of the great old ones. There were like 
I think it was seven or eight great old ones. By the way, at this point, he has made a whole nother anime out of my anime. I understand yeah. that. Uh, I'm, and I'm really doing Crash Course. We can talk about this later if you want. No, that's fine. But Death the Kid's <laughs> learning all this shit about it. And then he succumbs to madness while he's inside of the book. And he decides that nothingness is true symmetry and all this. And he's going to go fucking nuts in the back of this book. Black Star. Technically, nothingness, I guess, is true symmetry. Because if, if you have nothing. <clears throat> like, symmetry is my aesthetic. And if nothing is true symmetry, then that is my utopia or some shit like that. <laughs> God, and, that must be awful. <laughs> I know. So they get to the last page. Soul and Maka go on their whole other own adventure because they have their own issues with different sins. But they get to the last stage, which is like, it was either greed or pride at the end. I think it was greed at the end, because everybody doesn't care by then, because they just want Death the Kid back. And Black Star is able to, is invited to come into the hidden chapter in the back. Him and Death the Kid have this huge fight sequence, and they both kind of succumb to madness. But I was going to say, tell me Black Star whoops that ass. Um, they don't end up having a full fight. It's more that Black Star's fighting and explaining to the great old one what his strength is and what he wants out of power and then the great old one goes you know what you're pretty okay kid and then kind of relinquishes once death the kid like realizes he's coming to too is like yes i'm with black star and i want to create a new world order and change the way things are and the great old one goes you know what you guys deserve to do that i'm letting you go with my well intentions they let them go. They all go flying out of the book. At the same time, the DWMA is taking their best weapons to come attack Noah's headquarters. Noah basically tears down the mere death weapon, which is the African one, which I basically was not even going to get into. I can't pronounce his name off the top of my head. It's ridiculous. Uganda Knuckles. It's Uganda. No. It's not Uganda Knuckles, but it's something no. ridiculous. And everybody gets the shit beat out of them. All this, all the teachers get the shit beat out of them. They all probably would have died if all the kids didn't fly out of the book right when they're about to get their shit stomped in. They stomp down Noah. They kill everybody. And they're about to take the book back. But the one stupid little lackey kid actually ends up living. Runs off with the book of Ebon. So... Between there and there, Cronus doing bullshit throughout stuff the Krona's able to make these little harnessed balls of madness he basically turns ukraine into ground zero except ground zero what the fuck he turns you so literally condensed they look like eight ball they, they just pure black balls and they resonate madness and that's what he turns ukraine into is this big black ball of madness it's not an inhabitable place anymore and and i'm really cutting corners i am no that's fine and they're trying to track down krona and that's their whole thing where's krona we have to find krona and oh and our boy justin law how do you feel about justin law do you remember which one Justin Law is? Yeah, to refresh my memory. Justin Law's the guillotine. And he's the one that praises the Shinigami song. The what that listens to music constantly. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's the traitor. Really? He goes He was the fucking man and he was like the best character. Yeah, in like, the in the meantime, Justin Ju, uh, Justin Law succumbs to madness from the Kishin. Like somehow before Stein does. And so he turncoats into Noah's camp. 
But then he turncoats on Noah because he finds out where the uh, the Keishan's living. So they're looking for Justin Law and the Keishan, and they're looking for Krona at the same time because Krona's driving everybody insane and killing everybody. Maka eventually does find out where the Keishan's at. And while Maka finds out where the Keishan's at, Medusa's finishing her experiments on Krona, and she's so proud of Krona. So proud of Krona, he gives him a hug. Ma Mama's so proud of you, Krona. And he kills her. <laughs> Krona kills Medusa. Medu and Medusa's stoked like, this is exactly what I wanted. You gave up the last thread of your humanity. And so they find out where the Keishan's at. And they find out where Krona's at because Maka just has this ridiculous ability to do this. Death the Kid mounts an assault on the moon, which is where the Keishan's at. Ah, so the Keishan is now on the moon. The Keishan has been on the moon the entire time. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Okay. The Keishan's on the moon. So Death the Kid mounts an assault on the moon. And then all the other kids that form this other special unit, which is Maka, Blackstar, Killick, Ox, Death the Kid, and Kim. But Death the Kid's in the sky going to the moon because Shinigami can't go to the moon because he's stuck in the castle. Because uh, his soul's bounded, because he bound his soul to the university when uh, he trapped the Keishan there. It's a long story. So he can't <laughs> leave the city or the school the city's in because it keeps the Keishan there. But now the Keishan's the not there. The city? Yeah. Like the mascot? It's, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is both the mascot and the dean. Hmm. Yep. Hard job. <clears throat> so... The whole thing with the Keishan is like, a, there's two whole arcs devoted to going to the moon. The first arc, they get to the moon. I'm, I'm literally, this is going to take... Jesus Christ. They go to the moon. There's all these clowns on the moon. Because the clowns are basically like preachers of madness. Because you got to kind of see the clown, but the clown doesn't serve the same purpose in the anime. There's a ton of clowns. And they're all on the moon. Clowns on the moon. <laughs> all right, you got me so far. Super powerful clowns. They have trouble getting up there, but all of Death's weapons are on this ship. They get onto the ground. Turns out the clowns keep regenerating because of the Keishan's power. So Death the Kid's like, what the fuck are we going to do? In the meantime, Maka runs into Krona down where they first met in the church. Krona's like... I, oh, Krona didn't remember who Maka was, by the way. Like He was brainwashed, essentially... But he does. He he eventually remembers through his madness. He's like, I knew I would meet someone named Maka here. I just wanted to see her one last time. I have to go become the Keisha. Keisha. He flies to the moon. <laughs> Death the Kid has to come back from the moon. Turns out there's an alliance being made with the witches. He goes and almost gets himself killed at the witch headquarters. But he makes his case. He comes back. He flies back to the moon. The witches go help them on the moon. Please, I hope you're following me. So now there's an epic fight on the moon between yeah we go back everyone to, we go everyone back, yeah. versus the moon yeah we go back to the moon so by the way did I mention did I mention that Maka can fly with Soul can fly technically and that Black Star can basically use Subaki with his scarf to essentially fly by jumping a lot nope yeah that happens so they're flying to the moon in the meantime fucking. Death the Kids come in, the witches end up forming the alliance with them, they all get to the moon, they kill all these clowns because the witches create the soul barrier that doesn't let the clowns regenerate, and then inside of the moon's caverns uh, is our boy, um, Justin. 
I wish it was Justin. <laughs> Justin Excalibur. Justin. Oh. Oh, by the way, did I mention Excalibur was also a great old one? And that no. he's watching the Battle on the Moon with the Shinigami. All right. Now, we're almost, done. we're almost done here. But if I could tell you who Excalibur is. Excalibur. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm doing this to everybody. Excalibur is the strongest weapon, period, in the whole world. Okay? You pull him out. the. You know the story. You pull like it King out Arthur. the stuff. Yeah, but this, so. this Excalibur is different. Because when you pull him out, he's a cocky dickhead. Because, you know, the weapons are people. And oh, God, to be yeah. able to wield Excalibur... You have to listen to five hours of his story every day. You have to yeah. feed. It's crazy because he can kill anything in one swing. But is it worth it then? No, it is I more mean, powerful than that. Eat, see your own like insecurity. Yeah, no, he Excalibur could probably kill the Keishin in one hit if you had him. But to do these things to have him is not even worth it. Five hours of a story about him that he tells you every day, a different one. Does he have a good speaking voice? Like, like but he's a great. Oh, very oh, white style. Like, Dave, listen to that. So oh, yeah. listen here, fans. Oh, yeah. Listen here, fans. I'm going to show Dave Stewart and our guest Excalibur later for five seconds, just so they can hear his voice. And then when they come <laughs> back, I'm going to look at them the next episode and say, "So what'd you think about Excalibur?" We're going to leave it at that. So another requirement is anything he wants to eat. I don't care if it's a Durant. You have to go get it for him, and he has to be able to eat it on the spot. You mean a durian. Durian. Right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Durian? Yeah, durian. The smelly That's fruit? smelly ass fruit. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if he wants You have to get it for him. He Andrew's has to be able to eat it. Fuck. Even only if he takes a bite and he's not hungry anymore. Cool. Yeah. Another, <laughs> another requirement is you have to give him at least 300 compliments a day about how great he is. <laughs> None of this great. is worth it. I'm just telling you. It's right a now. great weapon. You don't there's one. There is one kid who matches a soul wavelength with them, and he doesn't mind doing all the shit because the kid was shat on his entire school existence. Like he's just butt of everyone's jokes and stuff. So just having Excalibur within his presence is everything he ever wanted because he's already treated like dirt. He's putting up with the bullshit. He's putting up he with, with, with so much bullshit. <laughs> but when he found out that when uh, Excalibur had a sneeze that he couldn't stop sneezing and he hated the way he sneezed, he couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. Everyone so, has their limits. So Excalibur during all this, by the way, he doesn't help. He just is there to watch because he's like... Well, uh, Excalibur is explained to be a great old one. And Ebon, actually, I did miss one thing. Ebon was the creator of the demon weapons. It just so happened that Arachne took credit for it. But the first weapon ever be created was Excalibur. But that's why Ebon doesn't take credit for it. Because he doesn't want to be known as the person who made Excalibur. Yeah, so... He just goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Excalibur this whole time is literally watching everything happen because he's yeah, like, he, I can help, but he's like, you're not worthy of my help. So he's just watching. Right. So, yeah, Excalibur is sitting there with um, Shinigami and uh, I don't think anybody else is there. That no, it's just, it's just those two. Well, no, I mean, you're thinking it from that perspective. I felt like there was someone else there, but I... Oh, I remember the mirror guy. He oh. t- it didn't turn out he died. So then he's trying to track down Justin Law because he knows Justin Law knows where the Keishin's at. And then Justin Law kills him. But he transfers his soul into a mirror. So he basically is just a spirit inside of all mirrors from all t- for all time now. Oh. So, all right, but right, moving so. forward. Moving forward, yeah, getting closer yeah. to the end. Yeah, he, but he's the guy that's there. So, um, Death the Kid... Is up there. Everyone's up there. They kill all the clowns. Meanwhile, our buddy Sid is inside of the cave, and there's a new Noah or whatever, and 
There's that. There's some other kid, and then there's some guys from the spin-off series Soul Eater Not are up in there. Who gives a shit about those guys? Sid's the man. Suddenly the Keishin comes out, and Keishin's like, "Sup, guys? They can't do shit about him." But then suddenly, the Keishin's not paying attention to him. He does one of like one of these, and he like leans back, and he goes, hey, "Do you think you can harness the power that I have?" Krona just comes in and eats the Keishin. Just absorbs him into his body. What? Krona absorbs the Keishin into his body. And then suddenly Krona's just fucking buck wild. And he goes, he opens the mouth of the moon. And he comes out and the battle's already like faded. And so they knew the Keishin was coming because the madness was flying out. So you remember Free, the werewolf guy? Yeah. He's there. He uses his teleportation magic to get everyone off the moon, but accidentally takes like Stein with him. And shit, it's it's goofy. And death, yeah, death the kid. And so it's like only Maka, Black Star, Soul, Subaki, and uh, Spirit, uh, well, Death Scythe, are left up on the moon to fight Krona. But then Krona, they start this fight with Krona, but Krona emits this wavelength that doesn't let anybody meet Soul Resonance. So nobody can hold their weapons. But then we get this awesome fight sequence where Maka uses her father. And because they're family, their bond always goes through. And they beat the shit. Side uh, note, Maka absolutely hates her father because her father used to cheat on her mother a lot and they got a divorce. Yeah. Uh, she she hates, in quotation marks, her father. It's teenage angst. Yeah. So they have this whole fight. But then after they kick the shit out of Krona, Krona gets absorbed by the Keishin. And he... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the Keishin overtakes his body, and the Keishin absorbs Krona. Then they have the real fight with the Keishin, and uh, since the madness wavelength that Krona's putting off goes away, they're all able to wield their weapons again. Death the Kid arrives, just in the nick of time. They have this fight with the Keishin. Turns out... Are you ready for this one? Sure. Alright, turns out the Keishin Asura is also a part of the Shinigami. Him and Death the Kid are essentially the same. The only difference between Asura and Death the Kid is that Asura was born of one of the Shinigami's emotions. Whereas the piece of the Shinigami that Death the Kid was made out of was not anything more than a piece of him that was able to be raised as an actual child and grown up to learn the world and stuff. So Asura is actually Shinigami's fear. He is a Shinigami. But he's also the key shit. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty it's it's some wild stuff. So that's the whole thing. And there's this whole here's where Brew comes into effect, because I did skim over this back during Baba Yaga. Brew actually amplifies your power, your soul wavelength and resonance. And they tack that on to Death the Kid while he's in Baba Yaga. And you know how his stripes? And I know in the anime he gets all of his stripes to connect and he goes crazy. And that's one of those things that do pass over the, um, I don't remember what they call them off the top of my head. And I'm not going to attempt to remember what they're called, but he's got two of them connected at this point, And he finally is able to break through and connect the other one. He becomes a Shinigami. He goes full on retard. But when he does that, sorry, full on super saiyan, cut the retard out. No, please don't cut the <laughs> retard out. This is giraffes have <laughs> black tongues. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome newcomer. <laughs> 
We say retard here. Suck it, America. Yeah, I know. Fuck but, this retard. But when he becomes a Shinigami, full power Shinigami, Shinigami dies. So he dies. Excalibur says bye to his new fr- old friend in the off in the sunset. And so it's just this full on battle. Black Star gets his fucking spine broken, but manages to fight through it. <laughs> And, and the entire time, Asura acknowledges the strength of Black Star and Death the Kid, but shits on Maka. He keeps throwing her to the side and says, you're a human, stop fighting with me, this is not your fight. And keeps and he keeps calling, like, Black Star a warrior god, and Death the Kid is a Shinigami. These are the only ones that are allowed to fight with me. And they're struggling. And then Maka and Soul do the whole, let the Black Blood take over them. And Maka just goes ridiculous and long story short, I'm not, I could go on and on. I know I've been saying that. They cut into the, <laughs> the Shinigami, I mean, the, into the Kishin, Asura, because, because they have black blood and he has black blood. They're the only ones that can do it because they're the same like density as him. Nice writer's convenience, by the way. Yeah. They cut into him. They go inside him. They resonate with Crona. They find Crona in there. <laughs> and they basically come out and tear out through him. With his blood coming out, Crona is then able to encase the entire moon in madness. And they get the fuck out of Dodge somehow real fast. Uh, well, they are, they're all out of escape. And Spirit, Mary... You remember Mary Majolnir? Uh-huh. She gets tossed up to the moon by Stein. And uh, I think it's like Sid and a few others that were up in the moon at the time that weren't out of the radius of this are presumed to be trapped in there <coughs> with Keisha, with the Keishan and Krona. But <coughs> you get your epilogue. Free was able to manip- Oh, no, not Free. Uh, Mamba Samba, the witch. You don't even. You probably only heard her. Sounds one. like a delicious candy that African Americans. It's eat. like it's Mabasama. but uh, go to the Kona store, pick me up some. Mabasama saves their asses and brings them back to the academy, and you have your whole entire ending sequence. You know, the most important part being that because Krona's madness comes from him killing his own mother and looking for a maternal figure, the madness being spread suddenly turns. 50% of the ass men into boob men. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you hooked. And But the whole entire thing is definitely... So people who love asses now love boobs. Including Maka. Ma- every, that, everyone's, everyone's fine with boobs now. And that's how the story ends. Well, this, Death the Kid becomes a new Shinigami. But more importantly, Death the Kid becomes the new Shinigami. They stop the Death Weapon Initiative. The witches and the... Witches and Meisters and the DWMA as a whole are trying. They're going to work on cooperating with each other, and uh, Maka makes a resolution to somehow find Krona. Oh, and uh, Black Star can levitate now. How common of a thing in animes are Shinigamis? Because Shinigamis are the Grim Reaper. It's just a representation of death. I left out a lot. All right. Well, there you go. That's how my. (laughs) 25 episode anime became a fucking insane chapter about ass men becoming boob men. How long is the uh, book? Is it an ongoing series still? Or oh, it... no, no. It ended in 
it ended years ago the but it's all in volumes and the last volume came out in 2015 but i don't remember the last day the manga was printed in i think it might have been in jump i don't remember it's in one of those weekly comics magazines though it's really easy to get a hold of i do recommend reading it it's really good as ridiculous as it sounds i remember reading the ending when the ending came out and hadn't really seen anything between after baba yaga and like normalization stuff and then the ending and reading ending and go this is all fucked i don't even understand what i'm reading but then i like actually went back and read everything i said makes a lot more sense i don't know why people were shitting on it back then but i think people like to shit on anything so all right well there you go thank you very much for that i apologize i took (laughs) about 40 minutes hey listen that was the most insane 40 minutes ever. I'm totally appreciate I could have gone for two hours and given you the whole story. Oh my god. All right, so now we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble a little bit. So, as you guys know, I'm a fan of wrestling, but I am not as knowledgeable as uh, we're going to say D Stude the God here or my next guest here, Mary Zach Lonovich, who is probably the biggest neckbeard I know. Thank so. you. So why don't you guys, uh, while I sit here gingerly, tell us about the uh, rundown of the uh, Royal Rumble and how all the hype moments that you guys witnessed. It was extremely long. Extremely. It started at 6.30 in the afternoon. I think we we started at, what, 7.30? Yeah, Yeah, we were a little delayed on it, but yeah. Yeah, my God. This is like a thing with the big pay-per-views that they're really long. It's just like NXT was last night. If you haven't watched NXT, it's kind of like the baby WWE. It's a lot of indie guys coming over, a lot of new talent. But that was unbelievable last night. Takeover Philadelphia. Yeah. And I'm still emotionally exhausted from watching that. Match of the year. <laughs> Match with, uh, of the Gargano year. Gargano and Almas. Very, very, very good. Very good storytelling. It was hype. The ending was crazy. After match shenanigans, insanity. If you're not into NXT, I'd just watch it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but now we get on to this. How, wait, so we all made predictions ahead of time. Oh, yes. Everybody, what's your predictions? Uh, I wrote mine out. For which ones? Okay, so for, there were, you know, other matches. There were, let me see, one, two, four other matches besides the men I and mean, women's rumbles. Do we care about those? We, we only predicted the uh, no, we, yeah. winners and uh, any surprises. surprises. So, does anybody else want to go first? Well, <laughs> mine's was just a bunch of gibberish. I don't even remember I what I said. I wrote his down because he was next to me. So. Yeah, I just, because I'm not I, as smart of a wrestling fan as everybody else, I just kind of said whatever. So yeah, legit had that shit too. Goddamn, he did make a he made a note on his phone. So yeah, I, I guess I'll go down. Yeah, Dave goes. For the guys, I had Shinsuke Nakamura as my winner. I had Dolph Ziggler as my surprise entrant, which you could argue doesn't count, but fuck you, I say it does, because <laughs> he had like pretended to quit a month ago. Because fuck the U.S. Championship, that shit's garbage. Fuck America. The ladies, I picked Becky Lynch. Because my mindset was, I thought uh, Asuka and Nia Jax were going to have some shenanigans where everyone mm-hmm. else like eliminated them while they were fucking around with each other. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, I lost. And my <laughs> uh, iconic duo, I thought they were going to be the surprise oh, entrance. Shit. Alright, so for I'll do Ralph since he's Hanging living out. his best life. Can't um, read the list. So, 
Ralph for the men's rumble picked Nakamura. He also, and I have this crossed out, so it does technically still count. His first surprise entrant was John Cena in a Team Coco shirt. <laughs> this is also a self-swerve. Pure swerve. Because he was, this was Coco Puffs. It was a Coco Puff, is it Fruity Puffs? I don't Fruity Pebbles. Serious. Fruity Pebbles, okay. So they're owned by the same company. John Cena was repping Fruity Pebbles. And Kyrie Irving, uh, formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers, current Boston Celtics, Ooh. aka piece of shit, hot take. <laughs> he was on Team Coco, which some people could, you know, thought was racist. But Ralph said John Cena was going to come out in a Team Coco shirt. And then he swerved that before the match, so it technically still counts. Oh, you John said, Cena was on all well, the advertisements. This is true. Can I just can I just sidebar into one thing? What? I don't know why people were so mad about that because John Cena is like the definition He's of a fruity, fruity pebble. pebbles. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Anyways, continue. I has anything to complain? But then he changed his surprise pick to Vader. <laughs> That's a good surprise. People would have been hyped. Oh, shit. Spoiled it a little. My bad. I said would have. Past tense. Could be or Could will possibly be. be. You don't know yet. Don't, I haven't told you. You, you will know oh, if you fuck. watch it in time. <laughs> this won't come out for a couple days. It's God. fine. We don't care about spoilers yeah, here is what I'm yeah. told. Yeah. Get yeah. your shit together. I just told you the com- a very fast story of an entire manga. You could have gone and read yourself. Yeah, lazy. You should still go read it. <laughs> I'm Learn sorry. to read. Why, why are we Reading being so combative to these lists? It really is. Yes, it is. All right, and then my... Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. Okay, so I got a little sidetracked. Pretty pebbles and racing. Okay, so Ralph also picked for the winner of the Women's Rumble. He picked Tasha Banks because of that ass. And then his surprise entrant was Stephanie McMahon. Honestly, I was surprised. You know, for those of the, for those people that haven't watched wrestling in a while, you should explain to them that this was the first women's Royal this Rumble ever. This is the first women's Royal Rumble, and as McMahon, Stephanie took it upon herself to make it mostly about her. The poster artwork for this thing was fucking amazing. It's Stephanie McMahon like hunched over, like waving her fingers, like they're all marionettes <laughs> that she controls. It's fucking magic. Look at it. I, I thought that was like some a fan thing, like somebody made that, but that was oh. like legit the thing. No, it oh, really it was. Okay, okay. I was like, oh yeah. goddamn. All right, yeah, but oh, did you get all yours? Wait, out? okay, and then mine. Okay, so being the smarkiest smark that I am, god damn it, I hate that word. Um, I picked that in my head, my brain. I want to knock him or win, but in my heart, goddamn Braun Strowman. I love that man. I wanted him to come out and flip the ring. <laughs> I mean, he's flipping shit. He's ripping sets apart. He flipped an ambulance. He flipped a fire truck, I think. A dumpster. TV production truck. Yeah. Fuck. He's the best. I, I want him Let's to flip Strowman. everything. And then my surprise entrant was Batista. So. Yeah, you got. God damn it. Scrubbed on that one. Scrubbed. You need to plug those Guardians movies. Infinity War out February whatever. <laughs> that would have been good actually. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Perfect promotion. And then so for my women's rumble, again, I said in my head I wanted Oscar to win, but in my heart, Nia Jax. See if I w- had a brain and a heart answer, I would have you know, maybe actually done something. God damn, smarkiest smart. That didn't matter. I I did fairly mm-hmm. well. Yeah, better well. than most. I think better than all of us. 
Oh, and my surprise entrant was no. Lita, because that was my yeah, girl crush as yeah. a child. Now, let's talk about how well I did, because I'm going to tell you right off the bat, Scott Steiner definitely won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> or whenever we watched it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, and my if that wasn't a surprise enough appearance, my surprise uh, entrance was uh, Chris Benoit. <laughs> and... It's so funny. I, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I believe that's a cover-up, and he's he's hiding away somewhere. We just turn into, you guys, it's a conspiracy podcast now. Just deal with it. Wait, where is he hiding? I want to know. No, somewhere in in South America, because you never know. You never find a Canadian in South America, I'm sure. God damn. Uh, and then women's picked. I uh, I said Asuka to win, and then I said Stacy Keyboard, even though I, Trish Stratus would have been way easier because I mean Stacy Keyboard doesn't mess with that stuff anymore. She's I just wanted to, I just wanted to see those legs. This is true. Listen, <laughs> was she was on hope. Dancing with the Stars and dated George Clooney before he got married, so like I feel yeah. like her her market value went up too high. To More importantly, she was on Life of Brian, a show on ABC, <laughs> starring my boy Barry yeah. Watson. Fucking love that Post dude. Post seven. Yeah. Damn. That's that's a real claim to fame right there. My that seven God. episode arc that she had on that show as a love interest neighbor. With him? Kinda. Yeah. That's she was probably a little taller bit. than him. Huh. <laughs> Barry Watson. Shout out to Barry Watson. What's up, girl? <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I mean, I like wrote down the results. I probably should have wrote down what fucking happened in the match, but, like, I can't be expected to pay attention to anything for more than 15 seconds. You put forth way more effort and work into this than any of us did, Ralph and I, the well, people who run this shit did, so don't worry. Yeah, I story, notes on the I was sleeping through half the yeah. matches, true well, story. Well, this is actually part of my notes. Eh. Um, no, this is, like, a throwback to, and I have since disposed of these notebooks, but when I was younger, and this is how old I am, I would tune the like fucking TV in my room to like 124 and it would get the pay-per-views and just it would be scrambled and you could hear it. And I would sit there in my little notebook and write down everybody who won. So like I've been a fucking nerd since the jump. Am I saying fuck too much? No, you Okay. No, was, that was part of my new resolution fuck, was to fuck, fuck, not fuck. say that anymore as much, but like that's not realistic. No, I thought no. we get our listeners. We Damn. listen we live in Ohio. That's like part of our uh, dialect. Yeah. That's the vernacular. Internet radio MA. MA. Mature audience. <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, like I, it's I'll, immature, I'll be really, texting but, yeah. friends of mine that don't live in the state, and I have to cut back on my cursing because no, I mean, I know people that curse a lot, but I'd say fuck more than anybody else I know. Good word. Use it for yeah, anything. It's a verb, know. it's an adjective. Do anything you want with it. <laughs> it's a verb and an adjective. If you would do fucking fuck, <laughs> I don't. Listen. Thanks, Schoolhouse Rock. It's also a noun if you work really hard at it. God damn, Schoolhouse Rock, pay it off well, for the just, youth. No, I would just have to name my kid Fuck. Yeah, somebody did. I'm sure somebody's named their dog that at least. Yeah, come here, Fuck. I'm sure there's a lot of like maybe Asian kids. Is that what you're saying? There's no, I, there's no Asian kid Hook. named Fuck. Hook. It Man and a woman it had a little baby. Uh, yes, they did. Anyways, no Anyways, tell me Show more about Scott Caucasian. Steiner. The caucasity of it And all. that's a magic so, number. once again, Scott Steiner came back from his, like, very impressive career of owning a Denny's 
No, no, no. It's a Shoney's. He no. He owns a Shoney's franchise in no fucking way. Atlanta. Dude, okay, you have to look it up. Like, I think a year and a half ago, I think somebody got into like a hit and run situation outside of the Shoney's, and they interviewed him on the news. Did not realize it was Scott fucking Steiner. So it just said like local business owner Scott Steiner, and he's looking like a normal person and not fucking like. <laughs> That's amazing. Big Papa Pump. Holy shit. <laughs> it's so good. Does he ever look like a normal person and not he big does. Papa Pump? He does. He looks like fucking... He looks like a big, like a dad that works out. Like a granddad. No, nah, maybe not a granddad. I don't know. I'm, I'm 30. Looks like a biker. Yeah, he's like an old biker it, it dad, kind of. He kind of looks like if Guy Fieri took he, uh, steroids. Did yes. he still have like the bearded? It's gray, so it's oh. not it's not dyed. It's I think like he... if the guy from American Chopper worked out constantly. What the fuck was his name? Tuttle Senior. I, I don't, my I don't dad used to watch know. that show at the time. Damn it, man. Anyway, back to this shit. The first match of the night, we did not watch the pre-show stuff on account of that's a whole different show. You have to start on the network, and that's too much work. Would have been for nineteen anybody. more hours. Yep, I don't. I'm tired. So, so whatever happened before then is in God's hands now. But so the first match of the night was for the WWE Championship. It was a handicap match. The champion AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens tagging. It's a pretty good match. It was a good way to kick it off. I really like heel Sami Zayn. I don't watch weekly shows anymore. So like from what goes on from week to week is like a one in 10 chance that I know what's going on, but I've seen that. I've seen that he's dicking it up a lot. They say yup a lot. Yeah, yeah, they started the yup movement. <laughs> so they're pissed at Daniel Bryan? No, no, it's to imply that they're working with Danny Bryan. Oh! Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I should pay more attention before I act like I'm an authority. Just watch the YouTube highlights before they get taken down. Like I do. That's all I know. That's not a bad idea. Shit. Stage of like two hours and forty five minutes of shit. It's a lot. It's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, fuck that jazz. So, <laughs> um, what? Oh, it was a Sammy. The Sammy Ko. Like it was like a botch tag. It's like they thought that they. I mean, it was oh, yeah. Work, but... yeah, it. They never tagged in, and but he pinned Kevin Owens mm-hmm. instead of Sami Zayn. Yeah, so I'm sure they that's gonna be a whole thing. For further storyline, because he pinned the guy who wasn't legal. Mm-hmm. And retain him. And AJ Styles is the shit, so that's pretty cool. No, fuck AJ Styles. His hair is beautiful. You mean greasy. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Phenomenal. Phenomenal event. Oh, you should like these shampoo ads. Phenomenal. Where was Bobby Roode in all of this? He was on the pre-show. That's what we missed. Shit. Speaking of catchphrases. (laughs) I don't know what just made me think of that. Anyway, so again, with no notes whatsoever, it was pretty good. Check it out. Um, the second match of the night was for the SmackDown Tag Team uh, Championships. It was a two out of three falls match with Benjamin and Gable versus the Uso Penitentiary. I didn't even pay attention. It wasn't bad. Was asleep. It was a surprise. Oh, yeah. Okay, so next to this in the margins, I had written... Ralph falls asleep three seconds into this match, wakes up two minutes later, yells, I'm watching this, and then <laughs> fell right back asleep. <laughs> well, there you go. That's how so, dedicated I am to make sure you guys get the facts. 
You got I'm leaving healthy, it to our special guest. You got a healthy 12 hours of sleep today. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, and if we didn't, if we didn't mention this in any form that I am Ralph's fiance and I'm roasting him this bad. I'm sorry. I love you. Well, on the next episode, I find somebody else to be with. No. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> oh, God. I knew I should have shut the fuck up. Okay. So... <laughs> That took a dark turn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're fine. What happened That's in the next keep the audience so, coming back. Oh, yeah. Cliff Find out what happened next week. Yep. <laughs> Rob next kicked week me out of the Mark. house. <laughs> Told me to take this broken couch with me. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, the first fall, it was a decent match. I mean. I um, really didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be the match of the night, but it yeah, disappointed the Usos, in that The Usos have been putting on some hell of a shows lately. Hell of a show. Yeah. I guess... Show stealers. There's just too much good shit on between today and yesterday. I mean, like, I fall was, between the cracks. I genuinely thought it was a good pay-per-view. I just didn't give a shit about the first two matches. Yeah, they, I mean, they were... You gotta hype. To be fair, I didn't care about the two matches between the men yeah, and women's either. Yeah, that's where I struggled. They could have done one. I would have rather had three before did the Rumble and then I mean, did they could have just done both World Rumbles and I would have been happy. This is also true. <laughs> A lot of time. God. So the first fall, the Usos um, did the old DIY move, the meeting in the middle, just like you get on each corner and super kick them in so the they middle. Didn't, they didn't do it exactly. They didn't do a knee and a super no. kick. They just super kick. Oh shit, it was a knee and a super kick. Goddamn Champa. But, yeah, they kicked the shit out of these dudes in the middle. One of the Usos, they're twins, if you don't know, so it's hard to tell them apart. I didn't even write up who they... I must Covered not have given a shit. Gable, I think. Yeah, because I think Benjamin was out of there at that like, point. And then, surprisingly, the next fall happened immediately after yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was within, like, a minute. Um, the Usos got a roll-up, I think, on Benjamin. This, yeah, again, yeah. bad Gable note-taking. Gable was on the rope and didn't even bother, like, jumping up until... They clearly had the three. Oh, no. What a piece it. of shit. Disappointing. I can't get, I can't get into this. I, I, I think I'm still upset because I really liked American Alpha and NXT. And then they were like, oh, we can turn Jason Jordan into Kirk Angle's son. Oh, but also, let's just, we got to find another black guy. Let's call Shelton Benjamin. He's good. I just want him to bring back weird... the uh, Ready, Willen, and Gable. God damn it. Those are the best. Oh, so good. Yeah. I remember being so upset when they lost the tag titles in NXT. Like, I was genuinely upset. I don't was remember it... them ever being upset. Uh, I don't have my phone on me, but I want to say, was that when they lost it to the Revival again? I wanted to say Blake and Murphy, which also, I really like that tag team, and what the hell are they doing? One of them's injured, the other one is presumed dead, I don't know. And the one of them is dating Alexa Bliss, and he's taking care of the pig. They have a pet pig, and Ralph's really into pet pigs. I don't know if he's talked about that yet. That's for another day. Very into. So sometimes we have to show him Instagram videos to keep him up. But anyway, <laughs> again, off topic. Um, the Rumble, which is the men's Rumble, the women went on last, which now that we've watched it, I understand why it went on last, because they need to set up some major shit. If you're not familiar with the concept of the Royal Rumble, every, they do 90 or I'm pretty sure it's not even exact. They just do it whenever it's, it's no, kind of yeah, close. It's no, I, exact time. And I don't know it's if time was adjusted close. because there was two. It was a long-ass pay-per-view. They, they gave them time. So maybe, good. I don't know. If you're not familiar with the concept, the Royal Rumble is, well, 
a rumble of any kind. That's not always the Royal Rumble, I guess. Well, shit, that's not right either because sometimes they all just come out and then they start off. The Royal Rumble is... That's battle royal. Shit. Okay, so the concept is there's 30 dudes slash women in the new one. They're all fighting to... Mm, well, you fight for a title. It used to be main event WrestleMania, but that really didn't happen last year, so I don't know if they're kind of throwing that concept to the wind. But every... 90 seconds to 60 seconds again we didn't really pay that much attention another person comes out so it starts with two and then it kind of builds and then if you go over the top rope and your both feet hit the ground then you gotta go home get unlost so they started out the first two was rusev which came out to like i've never heard a pop that loud in my life well not my life but people were going nuts for rusev day rightfully so he's the shit every day is rusev day that's that's the gimmick. And he's big and he's funny. So, um, the second entrant was Finn Balor. I don't know if it'd be easier for me to just go through who... Did you know the entire thing? Oh, I wrote it. I wrote everybody down. And then the, the elimination order as well. Rhino came out third. In Philadelphia, to not a lot of Disappointing fanfare. Crowd. Anytime there's anyone who's ever... Spent a second in ECW, like mm-hmm. the good ECW back before WWF owned it. Yep. They normally get like fucking crazy chants. They didn't do dick for Rhino, which shocked me. And like even at NXT last night, they had Paul Heyman come out and do the entire intro, which was like a whole nod to like, he started ECW. This is going to be a crazy fucking night. And Rhino didn't get shit. And that's like, he was the corn, like one of the cornerstones. I feel like he, that was his gig. Well, man, I mean, cornerstones. He's not, he's not like the original... ECW, but he was like that second tier of them. Mm-hmm. Just incredible, like that second tier group after like Raven and like they, they all left for like WCW and mm-hmm. Saturn and like the Cronus. But yeah, that second tier with like Just Incredible and like the Tommy Dreamer like feud. Fuck yeah. Still, he should have gotten way bigger response. Yeah, that kind of bummed me out. Fuck you, Philly. Yeah. And he's like older. Like, I don't know how many Rumbles this dude has left. Like he lost the mayorship of Minnesota or Michigan. Michigan. Who cares? Flint, Michigan. There's a whole lot going on up there. I wouldn't really want to be saddled with that mess anyway. Sorry, America. Yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> the contributions. The contributions. So, the water's undrinkable right now. I mean. Is it still undrinkable? Oh, yes, it no, is. No, it's very, very undrinkable. It sucks, Joe. Sorry, Flint. Sorry, Flint. Shout out to Flint, Michigan. I don't, I don't really know. We drove through Detroit once and it was awful. Is it shitty now? I'm just thirsty for water because Flint can't have water. I'm Knowing sorry. the type of person you are, I'm not surprised. Sorry, Flint. God. It's so good and thirsty punching. Damn. Ew, making ASMR sounds. We're probably right. going to hell. I knew this before this day. Our main viewership is based on from Michigan, you guys. You just God, the podcast is over. Those three people we have. <laughs> Anywho, any, all right, so, any like old people, like any surprise people, don't go through. Like, okay, so Baron Corbin came out and shit got kind of out of hand. Just started fucking shit up. People were getting thrown out of the ring, but not over the ring, so they were still in it. But he was just fucking everybody up. Oh yeah, he potted like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Then Heath Slater, but he never got in the. People were just walking by and beating <laughs> his ass. It was actually pretty funny. Elias came out and did a baby concert. That's Richie's new favorite wrestler. He's pretty cool. He came out and sang a song. Then, surprise entrant number one, I guess, kind of, Andrade Cien Almas, the yeah, NXT, the NXT champion. champion. That match had to be an hour, oh, 45 minutes last night. Came through today. He was in there for a minute, too. Yeah. 
Oh, wait, hold on. I actually have notes. He got knocked out. Eight, he was 18th out. And he was 7th in. That's pretty good. Bray Wyatt was next. Big E. So then, 10. In Trent 10. It was supposed to be Ty Dillinger. Nobody comes out. And you just see KO and Sami Zayn beating the shit out of him backstage. This poor man can't get any TV time. <laughs> then Sami Zayn came out and entered in the Royal Rumble because this is why I love wrestling. It doesn't matter. None of this shit matters. You do what you want. Um, number 11 was Sheamus. Ralph doesn't like him. Xavier Woods was 12. Apollo Crews was 13. Nakamura came out 14. Cesaro was 15. Kofi Kingston 16. What was his big trick this year? Oh, was he it the... landed on his teammates. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he did. His... Okay, so he felt... He got thrown out of the ring, but his one foot landed on Xavier Woods' back. And he was hopping on pancakes. Yeah. Oh, another thing, uh, for those of you that don't know or missed out, apparently the New Day's doing a lot of shit with pancakes now. Power pancakes? Is that what they call them? They have a lot of gimmicky shit. They had a cereal out. They had bootios. They have a gaming channel on YouTube. I don't know. Now they're doing pancakes. But yeah, he hopped on, on his one good foot on pancakes and then got back in the ring. And then like almost immediately got thrown out, I think. <laughs> they make Kofi Kingston do some stupid stunt every single year where mm -hmm. he gets thrown out but never eliminated because of some kind of tomfoolery he pulls where he dicks around for a couple minutes outside mm -hmm. the ring and then gets back in and then gets eliminated. That's been, like for years. Yeah. Last year was the one I thought he died. He like fell on like the post on the outside. Like he stood on the behind like the round part. Behind where the ropes are. I don't remember what happened. I remember him being on that, but I didn't. Well, I watched it the other day because I've had the flu for like three days, and I just watched the old rumbles. He like tried to like they super kicked him off it or something, and then he fell onto it. And it looked like he almost died of internal bleeding, but he did the chair hop. He hopped on a chair. He, he did on his handstand yeah the handstand. He well la the one year he was on Biggie's shoulders for a while, eating everybody's popcorn at ringside. Just look up Kofi Kingston Royal Rumble. You see a whole bunch of crazy shit this can, dude can do. Number 17 was Jinder Mahal. He was a champion forever, and it was like it didn't even matter. Number 18 was Seth Rollins. Came out in these tights that look like an old lame t-shirt from like 2000. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. You know the old button downs? Eh. <coughs> Number 19 was Woken Matt Hardy. 20 was John Cena. Not in a Team Coco shirt, so that doesn't count, Ralph. I'm sorry. That's okay. You did your best. Um, 21 was The Hurricane, which oh, yeah. Richie said he picked. It was initially my pick for my surprise entrance until I remembered that Chris Benoit is still alive. <laughs> Please stop censoring Chris Benoit. <laughs> God. Number 22 was Aiden English. 23 was Adam Cole, baby, of NXT. NXT Cole, yeah. yeah. He got the shit kicked out of him yesterday. The shit kicked out of him. Yeah, so all the NXT people were all still in their injuries from last night, except almost for some reason. Yeah. I guess because he's he... the only one who won. Oh, no, no. Oh, won. No, yeah, she did. Shit, yeah. So I don't and know. And he was, he had the longest match. Like, he didn't get anything, like, super brutal that happened to no. him. But... Yeah, they, he took some gross, like, he was falling onto the apron and shit. I would have just taped him up somewhere just so that everyone yeah. knew he fought last night. Yeah, he came out with his ribs all taped up. I don't even know. I should have wrote down who eliminated these people. Randy Orton was number 24. The hell? Oh, Titus. It looked like an H. Titus um, O'Neill. Why did I almost forget his name? Came out at 25. The Miz came out at 26. Another surprise entrant, Rey Mysterio came back. He was actually the 
fourth to last. Yeah. yeah. And then the Rumble had the most conflict with Roman Reigns and was fist fighting him, even though there was dramatic size difference. Rey Mysterio was like 5'4". Like not... It was hilarious to watch them trading blows. Mm-hmm. 28 was Roman Reigns, who came out to, like, thunderous booze. The loudest of the night, I think. People don't like him. No. The whole, isn't Philly's the... Especially in Philly. Yeah, Philly's that rumble where he they brought The Rock out, I think, and he he won, and they were, like, booing The Rock. <laughs> Boo The Rock. God damn it. Um, 29 was Goldust. I think they said that tied. He's been tied for the most rumbles he's ever been in. And then number 30, somebody won with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, the surprise. Came out with some devils on his tights. Looking pretty pissed off. The final four was Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, John Cena, and Roman Reigns. I didn't write who won. What a no, stupid bitch. Oh, Shinsuke. Shinsuke well, no kidding. I oh, shit. This is what I mean. I should have wrote who won because his How name's on there, so... I think it was. Uh, it, okay, so they got was, rid of Ray. So oh, no. Balor. Well, Balor they did like out. a whole they thing with. Balor. They did a whole thing with Orton, Rey Mysterio, Balor, Cena, Roman, and Shinsuke. Yeah, right? yeah the, those six did like old guys on one side, the new guys on the other side, and they fought for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it came down to Cena, Reigns, Shinsuke, and Shinsuke. And, Balor. Is it Mysterio or Balor? No, Balor. I think Balor knocked out Ray. I, I'm bad at note taking. <laughs> But it was pretty hype, I would think, overall. That was really I've good. I've seen worse. It was pretty good. Shinsuke pulling out that W was really cool. So. Hey, we both won that one. Yeah, we did. Well, my heart didn't win. Braun Strowman wasn't even in it. What the fuck no. is wrong with me? Yeah, had that afterwards. Shit. Yeah. Who knew who won? Well. Well, all right. That covers our wrestling. No, nope. it doesn't. Not Wait, at all. What do you Not mean? a bit. The women's rumble. The women's rumble, you say. There's a lot of old Oh, women. I forgot because this is the first ever women's rumble. History was You're being made, excited to go to bed, which aren't Stephanie you? McMahon pointed out like ninety times. Oh yeah, how many times do you think she said? Enough. Or if I was history. drinking, I'd be dead. Yeah, like not even like you wouldn't have made it to the hospital. They would have pronounced it. Yeah, she used the word history several thousand. We're making times. history, guys. I'm all for like women's fucking liberation, whatever the fuck we're calling it these days. I sound like a bad feminist. But God damn it! Like you don't have to try yourself out. I saw somebody wrote something on Twitter, and they were. They were like, if they were in a movie, the McMahons were in a movie, they would come out every 10 seconds out of character and be like, we're really important to this movie, guys, just so you know. Because that's what they do. You gotta put yourself at the forefront, I guess. There were some matches that were actually kind of important afterwards that I couldn't get into. The Raw Tag match, which I love tag wrestling. It was kind of boring. It was uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus The Bar, which is Cesaro and Sheamus. And The Bar won. Over some shenanigans. Jason Dorn was holding his head a lot. This is, again, I was kind of losing interest. <laughs> Shouldn't be talking about wrestling, so I don't fucking care. And then um, the Universal title match, which was a few, no, it was a triple threat with Brock Lesnar, Kane, and Braun Strowman. It was pretty quick. Yeah, really disappointing again. Kane, I think, is old and gets gassed. Also, he's running for mayor, so I don't know. He was just there to eat the pin, but um, Brock Lesnar retains, so I'm assuming we're going to set up at some point Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for uh, WrestleMania, because that's been the move, I guess, all year. So, the Women's Rumble was the first one of the ever. Stephanie McMahon came out and kept saying how important it was, and history, history, history. They even brought in special commentator Maria Menudos. Maria Menudos. What? Is she on E? Yeah. 
Like, I remember those stupid, like, hey, these are famous people doing shit. Oh, Those like the Golden Globes and shit? Yeah. Shit comes out on the red carpet. She was on a couple episodes of Bar Rescue, too, which, you know, I'm, like, obsessed with that show. She's, like, boys with John Taffer, which, that's my dream. I just want him to yell about bar cleanliness to me. But they tried out a whole lot of older bitches, and I should stop saying bitches. But I'm going to go through this kind of quick, because heroes. heroes, women's heroes. Inspirations. Oh, yeah, inspirational. So... The first two were Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Kind of has to be expected. Third was Sarah Logan. Mandy Rose came out after that. Then Lita. So I won another point. She's wearing some weird gear. Looking cute as shit, though. Didn't have the whale tail. Unfortunately. She was my hero when I was younger. I had those stupid <coughs> pants that she wore all the time. So many pictures of me in seventh grade looking like a jackass. <laughs> um, next came out... Richie's boo, Kyrie San. I never know how to say that. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Oh, I, I, I love her. A pirate princess. NXT wrestler. Yeah. I don't think a lot of these people, I mean, they're not probably staying upright. They just no. came up for this one one off and they're going back. Here's hoping. She's not even been there that long. Eh, whatever. Well, you got to understand with the Women's Rumble, there's not... There's not that many. Many, so you people under contract on the main roster, mm-hmm. so they had a so they had to stretch. And they, well, basically, they made it 20, the women's but... rumble was just a giant wrestling Royal Rumble of a crossover episode. But we're not gonna get into that. Hmm. Well, plus, for, well, I guess it makes sense that they the two champions, the SmackDown Women's Champion and the Raw Women's Champion, were not in the match. Which I don't know why I never thought that that would happen. Yeah, they can't win a chance to fight themselves. <laughs> So, yeah, they trotted them out to sit there and look pretty for the beginning of it. But <laughs> um, Next came out Tamina, Dana Brooke, Tori Wilson came back, 42, looking about 20. What a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, next out, Sonya Deville, Liv Morgan, Molly Holly came back looking cute as hell. She did some crazy flip off the... Yeah, that flip the... move was awesome. Yeah. Was that the top rope? Yeah. God. So cool. Whole 360 thing. I remember do, her doing flippy shit like that before. I don't think I did either. I don't know. And she's like, well, she's got to be 40. In her 40s. Shit. Next came out Lana. People lost their shit and started screaming Rusev Day. Michelle McCool. Oh, and the running theme here, because she is married to The Undertaker in real life. For some reason, for every women's wrestler who's with a professional wrestler... Why did I say that weird? Everybody started chanting the other, like, the dude's name, which I'm sure people are going to have some shit to say about History. online. History. God damn it. Um, next out was Ruby Riot. Then came out my girl Vicky Guerrero. Came out screaming. I don't know where people pissed. I didn't really. I thought people enjoyed that. No, that was like a nice little comedy bit. She came out and yelled at all them. I'm not going to say excuse me because my voice is still fucked up from the flu. But it was just as ear scratching yeah, as I remember. Ear I, don't, I don't know how she talks for the rest of the day. <laughs> God. But yeah, they, they all got together and like dumped her out and then did like cutesy little bi- goodbye waves at her. Next out, Carmella, Natalia, Kelly Kelly came back. Half her titty fell out at one point. So like, that's cool for her. I'm sure. Cool for all of us too. Mm-hmm. History. History. History was made tonight. Mm-hmm. I give a, that piece of history an 8 out of 10. Half a titty. 8 out of 10. That's eh. only a half of one. Shit. History. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Naomi came out. 
Jacqueline. Because Naomi's the most athletic lady on the roster, they had to do a Kofi Kingston type bullshit oh, song yeah. with her. Yeah. Why did she? It was they like the... threw her to a crowd of ladies who weren't eliminated, but were just standing outside. And they kind of caught her. For some reason, they assisted her onto the barricade, which I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, they kind of just left her there. Yeah, you would think that they're out. So she walked around. Maria Menounos was trying to get... Maria Menounos. Superstar celebrity. Oh, yeah, she was trying to take a selfie with her, and she goes, move, move. History. Women's history. And she dragged her foot to the steps on the other side and then got back up and then, like, two seconds later got kicked the fuck out. So that was all for nothing. Jacqueline came out with her weave looking atrocious. Nobody nobody checked a mirror before she left. Her hair was like at the back of her forehead. It, I'm really sad for her. Damn. Then came out Nia Jax and everyone just beat the shit out of her. She picked up Ruby Riot like it was like nothing. Like I would pick up a loaf of bread. She just threw her out. I fucking love Nia Jax. Um, next came out Ember Moon, the NXT Women's Champion. She came up all bandaged out, or her arm was. She got her ass beat last night. Beth Phoenix, Asuka came out. My girl. Freshly dyed hair. She looked real cute. Mm-hmm. Love that girl. Um, Mickey James. Then the Bellas came out at 27 and 28. Nikki first, then Brie. Bailey at 29. Sasha turned on her and kicked her out. So I don't know if that was a Sasha heel turn. Every woman for themselves, Mary. This is true. Uh. She looked real. She was acting real extra though, and then number thirty, Trish Stratus, looking skinny as fuck, and again, way too good looking to be in her forties. Well, Oscar won. <laughs> her and the two Bellas, and she had to beat the sisters. Did Nikki threw Brie over? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's every woman for themselves, Mary. History. Damn. And I'm sure that's going to be like a Total Diva storyline. I'm still jealous of Nikki Bella getting her head crushed in Asuka's thighs. Oh, I, yeah. She tried to like... I ch- wish that was me every day of my life. Just sticking it right there in that... <laughs> what the fuck is that called? That little nook between oh. your thigh and your calf muscle? Right in the knee. Hit me up, Asuka. Hey, girl. Asuka won. Um, they trotted Charlotte and Alexa Bliss into the ring. Because she has to pick who she's going to fight for the championship or which championship. And out of nowhere, all you hear is, <laughs> I don't give a... Some geeks theme song. Yeah. yeah. Is that Pat Benatar? Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Fuck. I always used to do that when I was younger. I'd always confuse Sometimes them. Sometimes Britney Spears, too. Didn't she cover that shit? No, nah, she covered I Love Rock and Roll in the oh, Crossroads okay. movie. But that song, <laughs> and out comes Rhonda motherfucking Rousey. What was she wearing? She was wearing, yeah, a hot rod in the exact same font. He's dead and they have the rights. I'm sure they're like, do whatever you want. I mean, they were calling her Rowdy Ronda Rossi. She was wearing her big, puffy leather jacket. She walked up. I think she needs a little acne lessons because she, like, pointed at the sign real sassy, like, the WrestleMania sign that hangs up that everyone kind of... Mm -hmm. She looked at both of them. She tried to shake Asuka's hand. Asuka smacked it away. She, they had like a weird little smile, and then she went down. What do you mean a weird little smile? Because they know they're going to fight. A competitive smile? No, they're going to kiss yeah. later. Yes, Ralph. It's your dreams come true. I don't want to see Ronda Rousey kiss anybody. She walks out of the ring and goes down to shake Stephanie McMahon's hand, who is very surprised by this turn of events. And there was like a weird pause where they're holding their hands away from each other, and then they shook hands, and 
That was the Royal fucking Rumble. They got a lot of positive press and mainstream media, I'm sure, for this. Overall, do you think the women's match was at, or Rumble was actually decent? It was. I was better than the men's Rumble. Really? I liked it better. I liked it. It's okay. I like the men's rumble better, but it was pretty good. I feel like I like Selena and Trish. I mean, Nakamura was just so it's a treat to watch, but it's just I I feel like every time I watch a men's rumble, it ends the same way. Just (laughs) no, I agree with you. I too many retired people. I wanted more NXT. I wanted my iconic duo. The iconic duo. Where the fuck were they? New shit. And I feel like that's gonna be a thing on NXT now, where they're gonna be like, "Why weren't we chosen to come up there?" I, I can't get into them, but I appreciate it. As a mean girl, I'm into the mean girl gimmick. But I feel like they haven't even been on NXT TV that much. They just do their little vignettes where they're like, oh, we're backstage. You guys are fucking bitches. Like, I like it, though. Oh. And they're Australian. They're real cute. Okay. But what would you rate it, though? I don't, I'm not Dave Meltzer. I'm not going to um, give it a fucking star review. I would give it a rating of... From 1 to 100. I'm going to give it... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd give it a rating of a, of cherries, you know? Yeah, because I feel like stars are probably... Uh, oh, no, no, just cherries. Because I, I base my ratings off of fruit, so... Like Pac-Man? Like yeah, water. so there's just cherries. Like there's some real nice sweet pieces there, but there were also <laughs> some pits that you kind of had to chew your way through until you got to the next piece of sweet. And there were two of those little sweet pieces. I know who they are. That's not what I meant. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, what else do you got for us? That's it. I'm sorry that I'm not better at note taking. No, it's okay. You I'm sorry fine. that I sound like a valley girl that's something I no no you did fine um yeah i don't know watch nxt if you want to get into wrestling it's like short and you can get into it or just like watch five hours of wrestling a week because a lot of people do that i guess yeah oh it's six if you actually watch nxt and wwe tv yep plus new japan plus we're well, ring of honor does a show too jesus spend an entire day watching wrestling and submit yourself and if anyone gives you shit for watching wrestling, just tell people when they're like, oh, oh, that shit's fake. Oh, really? Well, so are the dragons on fucking Game of Thrones. So, like, what's the difference? Wait, those are fake? What? Shit! You guys! Well, Santa Claus is real, though. That is true. The, is the tooth fairy? Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my niece got this crazy idea that she was going to start conning the tooth fairy. My niece is only five. <laughs> and she gets She's the play out and she makes teeth. <laughs> And, oh my god! And her grandmother on her father's side was nice enough to play along and gave her a dollar. One for, time? For every two? Times. Just the one time. Good, good and then, well, then I said, hey, you know, if you keep doing it every night, you'll have, a t- you'll have hundreds of dollars by the you end of the year. catalyst in this. <laughs> Jesus. That's a hell that's of a hustle good. at five? Yeah, oh, she's such a fucking... She's not a good liar, but she comes up but with she some tries really hard to lie. That's, that's all matters. A for effort. My mom will be like, "Oh, that's the most creative thing I ever heard." She's so smart, and I'm like, "No, it's a terrible lie." But the fact that she came up with it yeah. is pretty cool. I feel like that's probably a good indication. She's gonna be like a lawyer when she's older. Maybe she'll be a master yeah. bullshitter. She, she's gonna bite my butt when I'm old. So there you go. Yep, that's all you need. She's locked in. Fuck kids, you just have like a niece or nephew handle that shit. I don't trust the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I think that's an excellent stopping point. Um, Very, anything to plug. Well, I deleted my Twitter because I peaked in 2013. 
After I did we all? No, for real. Okay, my Twitter peaked. Well, shit. I feel like Dennis Reynolds now. I've not even begun to peak. No. Okay, so I got retweeted by Phil Taylor when he was on the Browns, and then I told him I think I wanted to sit on his face, and that got ruined. Listen, I used to sexually harass NFL players on the internet. So that was peak times for me. I could no longer have that. But if you want to follow my stupid ass on like Instagram, it's Zachwana Bitch. I'm friends on the podcast page, so just hit it up. Well, there you have it. Richie, anything else to plug? Don't worry about me. I'll just be on the podcast again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it next time. I, however, will never be invited back. God. Well, uh, one more time, Richard, since we have you. Uh, why don't you tell us about that sweet, sweet music we've been listening to and that guy's SoundCloud. You put me on the spot and I already forgot Morgan, it. The guest, spot, the guest star did this shit, man. This is yeah, why aren't you doing your work? Well, because we gotta give the guest something to do. I don't want to feel Donnie left will out. Play, play it out. Yeah, Donnie will play it out. It's uh, fine. Dan God. Burbank. Burbank. Uh, Daniel Burbank. Daniel Burbank. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank, or you can find him on Bandcamp at DanielBurbank.Bandcamp.com. Is that photographic memory? Damn. Shout out. And um, you can follow us on Twitter, Giraffes, HBT Pod. Um, you can do us on all the fucking uh, iTunes, Google Play, all that fucking podcast shit. Follow it, like it, subscribe it, share it. We got the Facebook going. Baby Giraffe on YouTube. After that, I'm Ralph. I'm Dave. And we'll be seeing you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.